Hello, friends and fellow adventurers. Welcome to the 22nd episode of Cocked, a real play RPG podcast. I'm Alex Reed, the DM of Cocked, and your guide to the lands of Manassas. Since we ended last episode with a party in combat, we are going to skip the usual introductions. Last episode, we left off as the party members began going down, and instinctually, Agard attempted to transform into a dire wolf. But due to his wild magic druid circle, his transformation did not go as planned. We ended when Agard instead turned into a giant adult Kruthik. We resume as Agard finishes the transformation. Oh gosh. <laughs> I. This <laughs> is so stupid. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, gosh, no, it's not. <laughs> I turn into, or Agard turns into an adult Kruthik. <laughs> well, Please describe what Agard looks like now. <laughs> For everyone everyone listening. What so everyone know what like? a, a dire wolf looks like, right? We, that's yeah. what I was going uh, to. Mm-hmm. Well, Agard actually comes out looking like this. Oh my god. Okay, it disappeared. Uh, disappeared. Oh shoot, Shenani. <clears throat> this? Yes. Hold on, yeah. a little bigger. Oh my <laughs> it is... god. Yeah. It looks like so a arachnid it... from Starship Troopers. I was gonna say it looks like the uh the creature from uh The Witcher. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. When she's going through the portals. No, no, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just not sure what to do now. Oh my god! I mean, surely it's better than a dire. Wolf. Uh, and I mean, it ain't bad. So they're not unaligned. He, so, I mean, they are unaligned. Agard, I don't think maybe realizes that he didn't turn into a dire wolf. Mm-hmm. You know, it felt weird, like everything has, but he immediately starts running to where Katie is. Okay, so I would say you Katie, you up. start to run, thinking that Katie, you are. A dire wolf, but then you can feel... I don't see paws. I see like these pincer the, the things. I was going like. to say, you can feel the points yeah. and the pincers digging into the dirt as you, you know, make up the And maybe I try to howl, but all you hear is just... Oh like whatever the screech would be. For me. Oh my gosh. These are terrifying. Okay, that's all that I can do. So you look like an arachnid. How, how far, from, can you, from how far do you get to move? 40 feet. It's 40 like feet. The... So you move up to where Katie is. Right. She's Praying down. mantis. Yeah, arms. with like teeth. Do they yeah. have a burrow speed? Uh, adult Kruthik. Yeah, I have a walking oh speed of t- a twenty, a burrowing speed of twenty. Or, sorry, walking forty, burrow oh twenty, God. climbing forty. Okay, that's very cool. Uh, so I'm the one, this fucking tree. the one that disappeared and reappeared by Katie. Yeah, is takes. Uh, it doesn't have to go take another step. It's right next to a tree. It just leans into the tree and disappears. Yeah, um, instantly. Because it's a teleportation, I'm going to say it probably doesn't get an attack of opportunity because it yeah. didn't actually yeah, move yeah. or disengage. Yep. Um, It'd be the same as Missy Step. And, right. And reappears on the other side of a brown oh, where the tree was. Sorry. Jesus. And steps out. Um, okay. It, that's the only one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so okay. those two are going to attack a brown again. Oh, my God. This thing is Does a 15 hit you? Does yeah. Well, you only take six points of damage on that one. Only. Only. Well, this one might not hit. This one is a thirteen. Hell no. Well, there you go. So You're you survive that one. Woo! For now, as the other two now shit a brick, they back away, 
each of them have to move about five feet to get to a tree, so you do get an attack of opportunity on both of them. <laughs> on both of them? I will give you that. I get multi-attacks. Oh. Can I two attack both of them? Yeah. I would no. say if you want to attack both of them, it would be one of the multi-attack for each one since right. they are moving yeah, yeah, yeah. away. That's fine. Or you could just do two attacks on one. Let me be boring. That's fine. So... I mean, I'm giving you the multi-attack on your honey. attack of opportunity, oh, not one attack. So, <laughs> Daddy loves you. Okay. But if each one has an attack of opportunity. No, I'm going to run up on him and basically... Yeah. No, but it's his reaction for attack of opportunity. Is it lunge at them? Knife legs. So one at each? Yeah, I'm gonna be, as they back, they're kind of backing away. I'm basically yeah. going to run right up to where Katie is, not run over her, and then rear up with both my front... Oh, I'm attacking both as yeah. they head towards his tree. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the first one is a 19. Hits. Um, I'll do the damage. That's just 1d6, so it's not much. Uh, yeah, so it's five piercing. Okay. And the other one is a 18. 18 hits. And that is six points of piercing. So basically just a real quick stab, stab <laughs> as they're backing up. So you hit them both. They both let out a screech as they disappear into the tree, and they reappear near a brown. They're they're targeting whatever they can get to, yep. but they're also scared of you. Um, so they attack a brown. Where did my twenties <laughs> go? Up your ass, because we're tired of this. Eighteen. Nice knowing y'all. Well, we'll get you. For five points of damage. Yep. I go unconscious again. Oh, dang. That was the lowest it could hit. Was, I, mean, I rolled a one. It's one plus four. Yeah, he only had nine hit points. Yeah. So, I took Braca, six. Yeah. make Over. a strength saving throw. What? Again? The one that's left is going to look at you and cast Entangle. Cringe. It's going after the next thing. Fourteen. Fourteen meets it, beats it. So, as this happens, you see these vines start to come out. You saw a Kruthic dart across yeah, the I battlefield. Kinda, I kind of get Braca's thoughts on... Yeah, Braca <laughs> seeing that... He, like, he was... The Entangle probably caught him really off guard since he was like really just like awestruck at... <laughs> e, not Ebron. Agar turning into this abomination. Oh my god, I can't even imagine. And so as you see Ebron fall, right next to the tree there's this burst of bright light just the some of the brightest blinding light you've ever seen and in that moment the four dryads that are standing around a brone you hear this screech as they just turn this bright color and it's almost like they explode from the inside out as a was it alfred maybe it's alfred alfred hasn't we don't have that luck yeah Alfred would be talking if he was... As a... There's a dryad wit that appears that is in a feminine form with long red hair that comes off of it, which makes it different, looks different than most dryads because it does have some form of hair. And as she comes out, you see she's grinding what looks like an elk, but it's made of plants as a conclave dryad comes out of this large tree and just eviscerates all the black dryads around her within a 60 foot range. And as she appears on this elk 
made of the plants, about 15 more dryads come out. However, these dryads aren't purple and black like the previous ones. These look like what healthy trees would look like. They're um, some that look like they're made of birch. There's some that look like they're made of oak, some sumac. But they all look like they would blend in with different types of trees. But they don't look corrupt like the previous ones did. Um, and as this bright light emanates and the rest of the dryads that are there just are eviscerated. Braca, you specifically, standing there. This bright light happens. They eviscerate. As you look to your right, you can see this giant dryad on top of an elk made of plants and as you look around you see a couple other dryads step out they look at you and then they look to all the corruption around and they start to scan and look for any other dryads um the one in charge looks at you looks straight down and she says you stay put we will not attack you stay put just like in the we need answers or just in this exact spot. Right here. Right here. Are these your friends that are down? Correct. We will take care of them. So does does Kruthik Agard see them as well, or is it on the side? It's at this point, after she has this conversation with Braca, mm-hmm. she turns and looks and she sees the Kruthik, mm-hmm. and she does start to get defensive mm-hmm. um, in a stance. And, and I, I'm going to say Agard, Kruthik Agard, whatever Kruthik sounds like, would let out some sort of like... Basically standing over Katie, like protecting her, but like let out whatever horrid screech this thing brought out. Brock will say, um, that thing is one of my friends too. It's with you? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not what he normally looks like. He's a big furbolg normally. And she looks at, <clears throat> at this point you've seen about 15 dryads step out from this big tree with her. She points to two of them. And she directs them towards um, a bronze body. And she lets them know. And you see them go over there and they start to do that. And um, as you see, they start to basically lift the body up. You can see these vines coming out of the ground as it kind of lifts him up on a pedestal. And one of them kind of reaches down and touches the chest of a brone. And you get 20 hit points back. Wow. Damn. That's great. This is a paladin dryad. Yeah. So has he uh, lay on hands. And then <clears throat> lay them hands on me. She approaches, mm-hmm. she directs three to approach Katie. She looks at you and she says something in Sylvan, which I don't, can Brock understand nah. Sylvan? I'm, I'm going to say in Draconic, I can't understand you. Okay. She can't understand you either. <laughs> I don't know. Do you understand All the language coming out of my mouth? She has common Elvish and Sylvan. So um, she, in Sylvan, she directs three. To head over there. Um, can Kruthix understand? Well, it's still I would still, it's still, it, mentally it's still Agard. So he would so be able to understand. So you can understand that? Mm-hmm. So you hear her say, approach with caution. Get her on her feet. Oh, can I roll insight on that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because yeah, again, it's still mentally Agard. Because they're going at the same time. So yeah. Ibron hasn't gotten up yet either. They're right. At this point, they are approaching, getting ready. I just ready know to I've had that. some trouble with Dryad. That's all mm-hmm. Agar knows. He's had some trouble with Dryads Absolutely. recently. <laughs> so he's a little... I just want to see if... Now, uh, these Dryads look nothing like the ones you just fought. Yeah, I know, but still. You know. Um, that is... Well, uh, Agar is still very defensive. 
he's kind of again is he's not like digging into Katie or anything. His all his gross legs are <laughs> around her, and he just kind of lowers down and is I would say maybe like hissing at them as they approach. Okay. So. <clears throat> You get down and you start to growl and you start to hiss. Mm-hmm. I rolled a three in sight. Okay. They don't take that in a way that they feel is safe. Mm-hmm. And you see that they, the three that are there get in a defensive stance. <laughs> and they just, they kind of, they don't necessarily attack. Mm-hmm. But because you've made this noises and, and shown like an act mm-hmm. of aggression. Yeah, yeah. They're just getting prepared. So you see they kind of get their weapons ready and they kind of get in a stance, like looking specifically at the creature that Agard is, mm-hmm. not the Kruthik, not yeah. at Katie. Yeah. So do you want to do like a called insight? Make another saving throw. Just, a, I don't add anything. Anything above a 10. 18. You're good. That's my third save. So you are now, you're still unconscious, but you have one hit point. You're stable. Well, it's zero, right? Technically, but. Yeah, but zero is stable. Yeah, you're stable. Yeah. Okay. So they just drew weapons. (laughs) Right? Is that what you're saying? So they don't have weapons. Oh, it's like they're thing like that. They just get kind of in a defensive stance. Like they're. We're we're probably at a standoff. Yeah, like if they attack. Sure. They will attack. So I don't know. I don't know what Agard could do at this point. Does Baraka see this happening? Yes. Um, I'm just gonna. Um, th- is the person that's essentially like the big boss of these people like still there? She's near you. Um, I'm just gonna ask her. Do they mean our hurt friend harm, or are they going to help her? And so, as you ask that question, she looks over to the right, which is where Abrone was down, as the two have now reached Abrone. Mm-hmm. It's two of the dryads, and she points and just looks at you, and you see as one touches down on the ground and then brings their arms up, and you can see as these vines make a table almost and lift a brone up to about the waist of the second one, and the second one puts both of his hands on a brone's chest, and you see this bright light, similar to what you saw eviscerate the other ones, mm. but now you see it almost as though... Rather than coming out, it's going from their fingertips into a brone. Okay. From what their hands would be into a brone. And then you can hear a brone gasp and take <gasps> that breath as he gets 20 hit points back. Okay. Um, I'm going to shout out to Agard. Stand down. They don't mean harm. They mean to help Giddy. Okay. Hearing that from... He would then... Um, well, I, at that point, he would... Um, <clears throat> They stay in the form, but back up. Okay. To where they, but but he's not. He's only gonna back up like five feet. He's not gonna go far. She's gonna she's gonna look to you and say, "Thank you," and look directly at the others and say, "Move now, get her on her feet," and they're gonna go and they're gonna do the same thing. They're going to cast the same ritual. Agard is lift her staring up at. I mean, he's not making noise or anything, but he's <clears throat> the the one that approaches. Um, mm-hmm. kind of looks at Agard and sheepishly mm-hmm. kind of reaches down and basically puts their hand on each side of Katie's head. Mm-hmm. And you see the light similar okay. come down and go into Katie's body. Mm-hmm. And 
Katie takes a, a deep gasp as she comes <gasps> back to consciousness. And she gets 20 hit points okay. back as well. I was like, okay. how many do I get? <laughs> okay. Um, the Agar would drop, or he's going to try to drop <clears throat> after seeing this. She's going to um, see. Are you, are you going to try to drop your. Yeah, I was wondering for you if there's anything else you yeah, want. Yeah, no, go ahead. If you're going to try to drop your form, it's a 14. <clears throat> so. Uh, 17. So, yeah. Okay. So he so, drops. Let me say he drops, but because of monstrosity, he is really kind of off center. So Agar just falls to the ground. He's not hurt or anything, but he's just like, you know. She pauses for a moment. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Almost like she recognizes Agard, mm. or Agard looks familiar to her okay. for a moment, and she kind of looks, and then she snaps back to Bracca. Bracca, at this point, he like just <clears throat> like kind of just sat down <clears throat> on the ground and like put both hands behind him, like propping himself up. Is everyone with you? I believe so. Where is Alfred? Oh. I don't know. Brock didn't see him. Yeah, he hasn't seen him. <clears throat> um, I don't know. A brone who's semi-conscious just points because he's because I've seen him at the quarter point mm-hmm. from yep. where I was. <clears throat> Without saying anything, I just snap my fingers and just point because I'm just too exhausted to, to do anything <clears throat> other than I point. I guess that way. She directs the the elk to kind of walk that way. And the moment she sees Alfred, she jumps off and sprints over to where he is. And you see the other dryads that are around look confused and immediately go to a defensive stance around her and around the actual tree that's sitting there. Mm -hmm. Um, She runs over and she starts to pull on those vines and you see that as she grabs them, that light that you've seen quite a bit that they emanate is now tearing away at these vines. Mm-hmm. And as she gets it all off, you can see Alfred's chest is rising and falling. <clears throat> he is unconscious, but stable. Mm-hmm. I did roll for him at the beginning of the fight. I rolled an 18, a 16, a 3, and a 14. Yeah. So he was able to be uh, stable, mm-hmm. but he was out um, for the fight. Unless the only way was if you healed him. And I was like, man, if he heals him, like, it's going to be crazy. He wouldn't have stayed up for long either way. Like, I can't heal for a, a bunch. Well, right. he would have gone invisible and disappeared for a little while. Right. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, is going to shout at the dry, or not shout, just like, just say to the dry, do you need help revitalizing him or do you got it? He will need more help, but I can get him at least on his feet. And. Ebron and Agard can understand. Well, you guys are a good distance away. Roll yeah. a roll a perception. It's going to be a high perception. Twenty six. Yep, you, you can hear it. Twenty two. You can hear it too. Well, yeah, because I'm not far from Alfred, because I'm I'm where Katie is, and Katie never moved from where we were. Right, so you're, we were right you're still there. about 20 feet. You're not super okay. far because okay. he was kind of towards the back I half gotcha. of the tree. So as you moved around, okay. you could see him. But yeah, you, you guys are <clears throat> nearby. But with 22 and 26, 
I said hard, which meant like 15 or 16. Gotcha. So you guys blew it out of the water. So you hear as she gets um, down, she puts her head to Alfred's head. And now you can see that same light rather than through. It's almost like there's a connection from their foreheads. Sure. And you can hear her and Sylvan say, my friend, it's not your time. Your family needs you. The conclave needs you. The council needs you. Do not go. Fight. And it's at that point that you hear. (gasps) And he kind of opens his eyes and you hear him. As Alfred looks up and he kind of blinks and he goes. Polyphony. Are you, are you really here? And she kind of puts her, her hand on the side of his head and she says, yes, friend, I'm here. You're okay. They're trying to attack the trees, but we're taking care of it. And as you look around, <clears throat> you notice that in the spot that each one of those dryads had died, there is a small stone, similar to what you guys have collected before. The purple okay. and black stones. Okay. She hasn't picked up on that yet. She's okay. just talking to Alfred, but with your passive perception specifically, you okay. can see that. I'm going to say you guys roll with advantage for perception, whether or not you three see it, because you guys know what the stones are. Natural 20. Yep, you know it. Natural 20. Jesus. It's a fourth or fifth? 15. One? 15, you see it. <clears throat> so you guys all, as you start to look around, you realize that there are... Um, reflections on the ground and as you guys kind of get closer to it you can feel that uneasy feeling that you had felt walking towards him agard feels that as long as you don't pick it up you're not going to feel sick or like directly contacted or right but you guys do sense that this is very similar to what you guys already have what alfred has in the bag how many does Alfred have? Four? Alfred has four. Mm-hmm. And how many dryads were there? Six? There are seven. There are seven. So there's seven stones, right? So what he believed to be a baseball-sized stone, which obviously he doesn't know what a baseball is, but for us, right. <clears throat> the size of a fist, yeah. right, um, was actually a couple different small ones in the same area. Mm-hmm. Does it look like they're... Are they like just like spherical, or does it look like they were they're like broken off? They're different jagged pieces. They okay. were, so the way that they grow in like the walls and in the in, in the floor and that in the caverns mm. is that they are a very hard stone. They're very much like, almost like a diamond, yeah. right? It's very hard to cut them. But when they break, they can shatter. But these are all pieces of what you've been looking for. They're different. They're smaller and they are all different sizes, but... Yeah, Brock, there's a good amount of them here. Because Brock was wondering, since there's like multiple pieces, if they like form one like somewhat larger piece. You have to pick them up to yeah. put them together and figure it out. Who has the thing, the that like cloth fabric? I think I do, right? Uh, yeah, the the, the, the lining from the yeah. box that we got from. Yeah, you guys kept that. You just yeah. gave Alfred the stone, and then right, he, you had the, the cloth. cloth back. Yes. Um, Brock is gonna go around and just collect the like with the cloth fabric thing, and like collect the pieces and just like put them all in one area. So as you get them all and you collect them all in one area, you do notice that some of the darkness that was around 
is starting to come back in with life almost instantly, you feel like, well, roll an insight. Let me see how much you'll get from this because you're walking around with them. Uh, 17 plus 320. Okay. So with a 20, you, you're walking around, and as you brought them all together, you can see as some of the life starts to come back, you feel like the black trees were being created by the dryads. Mm-hmm. And these dryads had been embedded. So it was intentionally embedded mm. in them and turned and corrupted mm. to start to try to turn the violet woods into the next place that the Sisters of Night would invade. As you've already figured out based on where the hut was, mm. this was on past the hut on the way to Avorgos. So this is still traveling towards where all the odd things have happened. And along the way, you've now found something else that's even stronger than what they had at the hut. Like they were trying to create something and maybe you get the feeling that they may have been trying to do a similar clearing where the hut was. You just stopped them before they were able to get the dryads corrupted in that region. Right. Do we, we don't have a map, do we? I don't think we have a map yet. I thought you guys had a map. We did. Um, Ring Flame gave Ring you guys Flame a map. Okay. One. Um, is it like of the region? Yep. Okay. So Brock is going to pull out the map and he's just gonna um with just like an ink pen just um like circle or like put like essentially like a like a dot in the other like in this area and the area that we were in that had the witch's hut and the farm area just all all the places we found the stone so far so you break out like a quill and yeah ink, ink. yeah i mean you know oh i got it you're just here what what you marking as you look over and you can see Alfred has, now that he's breathing and like it's up, he seems a little recovered. He's literally laying on his belly with his legs out behind him and just propping himself up with his front paw, Ag- claws, things. Can Agard really quick do something? Mm-hmm. So Agard <clears throat> fell, he stands back up and Katie is, you know, has 20 points, but he still like, he knows that you're not full yet. So mm-hmm. he's going to cast... Um, Cure wounds on you, real quick, to give oh. you a little, a little bit more, uh, and that's going to be uh, six more <clears throat> hit points. Thank you. To you, and then he'll approach Alfred. Um, Brock is going to let out like a little light sigh, and then just ask Alfred, um, "Do you know any other locations you've seen a stone?" Um, there's a few more between like. Of Orgos and the Golden Fang Forest, but this was like the biggest one that I felt so far. But there are still quite a few big ones out there. I mean, like directly seen, like this, like the area. Um, not to my knowledge. And then you hear polyphony. She like looks over and she's like, Alfred, how do you know we can trust them? Does she say that in Sylvan? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And Alfred kind of looks at Agard and Abrone because he knows that they can speak Sylvan. And then Sylvan goes, um, well, they helped me and we've helped each other. And I have four of the, the 15 um, missing stones of purple Wyvinium. She's like, only four? I didn't hear what it was. Lavinium. Lavinium? Pur- purple Wivinium. Wivinium. 
Wivinium. Sorry, Reggie, what? Hmm. Oh, oh, I just said 415, Greg. Why did I hear him say right. that? Right, so, that, yeah, Alfred was like, I, we have four of the, stone, of the missing stones. And she kind of pats him on the shoulder, and she's like, and this is all in Sylvan. Alfred, friend, you, you know your family has been loyal to the, the Dryad Conclave, and you know that the Dryad Conclave has always helped the Council of Soaring Shadows. We have to... We have to come together because the Sisters of Night have they've become more organized than we believed. They've made numerous attacks on our lines of communication in the Feywild and they're trying to come through here. You, your purple Lavinium was not the only thing that they took to start this incursion into the material plane. It's bad. Um, the Council doesn't blame you for what happened. But they need answers. And you kind of see Alfred, he kind of nods. And what you guys have seen from Alfred is even when he's been like upset or sad, he's still been pretty jovial about it. Um, but you you can see there's there's quite a bit of regret and depression on his face when she says this, when she says the council need answers. And Alfred kind of hangs his head and he just says, it's not anybody else's fault but mine. My family left and and I told them I could take care of the cave and these people came and just wanted to see the stones and I I just I'm I'm really sorry. And uh Polyphony kind of nods and she looks at him and she says, "Alfred, you know that your family is known as the Wardens of the Deep for a reason. You're a horde. What you protect. Those are some of the most dangerous things. They can be used for great harm against others. And Alfred kind of nods. And he's like, I, I know. That's, that's why I came here to try to make things right. And she looks at him and she says, Alfred, you've been gone for four years now. And his eyes get big, and he looks at her, and he goes, four years? I was... No. They they only took them a couple days ago. It was six at most. She kind of drops her head, and she nods, and in Sylvan, all this is in Sylvan. She looks at him, and she says, time, time is different when we travel between the two different planes, and, and unfortunately... What seemed short to you, we've all feared that you were killed. All we found was a single claw. And he's like, oh, I am so sorry. Um, so I was chasing him through a portal and it like, and she kind of nods and she's like, I, I think I understand how it happened now. But Alfred, we thought you were dead. And they just kind of sit there looking at each other and it just kind of all of this is sinking in between those two. Ebron and Agar to understand every word of this conversation. Are you guys doing anything or just kind of sitting there? I'm, Agar approached Alfred. I don't know how close I was able to get. because I know the <clears throat> other dryads are kind of encircling. 
So they're more protecting her. Yeah, yeah. If you went around, you could get closer to Alfred without mm-hmm. contacting them. And they're just kind of, they're keeping an eye on you. Yeah. If you did anything that looked like a, sure. a, a threatening motion, they might yeah. do something. But if you're just stepping and approaching, so they're just going to kind of look at Alfred eye. and maybe like a, <clears throat> and a pause in their conversation. Cause he's been listening. Yeah. There's a pause right here. Yeah, so he just, um, Alfred friend, are, are you okay? Um, Oh, uh, where, where, where are my manners? And he kind of looks over at Katie and Braca and goes, I, I'm so sorry. Uh, we've been speaking in uh, tongues that you can't understand. I am, I am so sorry. Um, I don't really care. He looks back at Agard after that and he goes, um, yep, everything is fine with me. Roll an insight. I rolled deception for him to try to lie. Oh gosh! I mean, he he does. Braca literally does not care enough about what he's saying to roll an insight. I mean, you can go off my passive insight if you want. Oh, eight. Agar got an eighteen on the insight. Eighteen, seventeen. So I rolled a seventeen, but because Alfred is the way Alfred is, I'm going to take two off of his charisma because. He trusts you guys, so it's not easy for him to lie to you. It'd be pretty obvious if he is. So it's a fifteen to be able to read his emotions. I mean, my my passive's thirteen, but Brock doesn't care. <clears throat> I don't know if Katie and Brock want to roll against that to see if they can read Alfred's body language. What is that? What would insight? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a seventeen. Okay. So, yep. So, Brock is not too worried about it. He's just kind of nodding. But the three of you, um, Katie, Ebron, and Agard, you guys get this sense of uneasiness in Alfred's tone. Mm-hmm. But you can also tell he's trying to put on a, a brave front. Like, no, I'm okay. Right. But he's not. There's There's something inside that is... Tearing at him. Um, Agard, seeing this, doesn't say anything to him, but but kind of puts his hand on the side of his head. The dragon's got a big head, right? Mm-hmm. So just kind of, you know, just a kind of friendly. He's going to kind of lean into it. And right. Like, and I'm going to look at, what's her name? Polyphony. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to look at Polyphony and say, can we speak in private? Yes. And, and I say it in Sylvan. She's going to look at you and she kind of gets this look on her face and she says, yes, I have questions for you too. But before they like leave, Brock is just like taking down notes about like everything that's happened. He's just going to ask her, do you have, is there any other business we need with you or any other business you need with us? I think that's still something to be seen. Do you have any questions now? How did you guys get caught up in the Purple Wivenium? Well, before we knew it was called Purple Wivenium, our comrade, and he's just going to gesture over to Ebron, was captured by one of these sisters of night, correct, Agard? Yep. And we went to go and investigate and 
she got away, but we saved our friends. And then after that, we discovered that in the hut or house or whatever you want to say, there is one of those chunks of purple vivinium. What happened to it? He's just going to like motion, like motion his head sideways to um, Alfred. Alfred's going to kind of like lean up a little and like point to the pouch that he's put him. He's like, I've, I've got him right here. It's one of the four that I've got. After that, we went on our way and further up the path, con- conveniently at a farm, there was another shard of purple vivinium in a well that Alfred failed to get. Afterwards, we retrieved it, and that's when Alfred, where Agard learned of Alfred's presence. And after that, we discussed with Alfred about the whole purple vinium thing, and we gave that shard to him. They've been super helpful. And after that, we were on our way once again, and Alfred was sensing the presence of another shard, and that's when we came over here. she's going to look to you and the whole time she's been here, she has kind of a very rigid militaristic aura about her. She has not let down her guard. Polyphony is going to look at Bracca and she's going to point to the shards that are on the ground and say, end those. You're going to have them. I don't care. I have no use for them. And as you say that you see, wait, real, real, real quick before you take them. Um, are these like shards of a bigger piece? This is where we are going to end this week's episode. The party continued to fight against the corrupt dryads in the clearing and were being cut down one by one by the corruption. However, when things looked to be turning in a grim direction, a dryad conclave rider burst through the great tree atop an elk made of leaves. Polyphony and her dryad warriors vaporized the corrupt dryads, exposing the source of their corruption as shards of these strange purple stones fell to the ground. During the party's first encounter with Polyphony, two of the party members were healed by Polyphony's paladin and clerics. The party learned the name of the purple stones, also known as Purple Wavinium, and heard the names of factions such as the Dryad Conclave, the Council of the Soaring Shadows, and the Wardens of the Deep. Thank you, friends and fellow adventurers, for tuning in to the most recent episode of Cocked, a real play RPG podcast. Please don't forget to support the show further by following the show and the show's cast on Instagram. Links are provided in the episode description. A huge shout out to our Patreon members. Thank you again for believing in our show. And if you'd like to become a Patreon member too, check out the links provided in the episode description. And then, of course... Tune in next week as Braca continues to push for answers behind the purple wavinium and if the shards they have found so far are all part of a bigger piece of purple wavinium. They both attack. Right, I understand that. If and I'm saying I'm rolling towards way, one. But then if I do my wrath weapon, that one's in front of the other one. So how if does it, it if hit? It's, if it's a cone of effect, it hits Is that too much rationality in that, in for that this cone. game? Yeah, you're adding Sorry. way too much yeah. physics to Ooh, D&D. Sorry.